to the Therapy Unwound, the podcast that is here for all of us to enjoy the merry dance around the world of therapeutics. Thank you so much for joining us today. I know Fridays is podcast day, but we have missed it for the last couple of weeks. And that is due to the fact that I was down with laryngitis and a cold. And I phoned Jeremy, our producer, up and he said, we're not recording this week. And that kind of continued. So it's great to be back at the studio. Thank you for liking, subscribing, sharing and doing all the things. I know we say it each time we're here, but without you, we wouldn't be able to do this. So thank you so much. It's always a treat. And um, yeah, Friday mornings wouldn't be the same without a podcast. So it's great. Um, We are looking at the social media for Cornerstone Therapies at the moment, um, which is my practice studio. And just to let you know that the newsletter is coming out tomorrow. So if you want to find out about Cornerstone Therapies, um, go to the website, sign up to the newsletter, and you can hear the bi-weekly news of reviews and what's going on. And it's quite a nice place to kind of like find out that, yeah, what the vibe is here. All the links are down below, so you can find us there. And um, thank you so much for, for doing that as well. Cornerstone Therapies has been really busy this autumn. It's been phenomenal. And over the next couple of weeks, we'll be dipping and diving into what we're seeing here. But there are some just general notes to take um, to take away with us today into the podcast. The first one is that um, a lot of people are brilliant. You're finding Cornerstone Therapies through the podcast, and it's great that you want to book in with us. The bookings are on the website and I had a couple of comments um, from listeners who wanted to come and visit and have a treatment here that they wanted a specific time. The times on the booking website are um, a guide. (laughs) I may need to move it around so just be aware that when you put it in it's booking request and we can confirm it later. But it's great meeting you all apart from anything else so Thank you so much for doing that. Um, We're in Godalming in Surrey and it's a great place to be actually. Um, We're really central in the town and um, yeah, so if you do want to come along, experience Cornerstone Therapies, find out what the other side of Therapy Unwound is all about, then do that. And as normal on the podcast, we take a look at how we can help ourselves so we can help other people. And um, it is the end of October. And we're coming into that kind of like really lovely time where it's half term week. And I know a lot of people traditionally make their Christmas cakes. And it's the time where we kind of put the fruit cakes in. It's a whole 24 hour process. And what I really encourage you to do is if you still do this tradition and believe me, it's more common than you think. Try and make an extra one for someone and surprise them. It's really lovely to take that self-care time to kind of like be in the kitchen with family, do the thing, and then to also make a little bit extra so you can give to somebody else. That's just, I just think that's peachy. So yes, as we come into the end of half term and we get into the seasons of bonfires and prepping for Christmas and in the States, Thanksgiving, um, yeah, it would be great just to share the love, do the thing, bake a cake. And if it's not Christmas cake, just bake a cake anyway and give it to somebody you love. Today we are talking about, we finally come to the point, today we're talking about COVID anxiety. And this really came from a comment that I saw on my Instagram account. Many of you know, who come to the studio, I am a knitter. 
by I've been knitting for years I also sew my own wardrobe so I'm very into the slow fashion ethical sustainable stuff and just slow living in general and a few years ago when I was just kind of like starting out with the knitting and I was teaching classes and yeah it was it was really a big part of my life I discovered this whole new world of custom dyed yarn in the most beautiful materials so silk mohair, merino, alpaca, you name it, someone is dyeing it for you. And one of my yarn dyers, um, Lilith, is goes under the title Old Maiden Aunts. And she's great. She's a real a force of nature, I think. She's, she's great. She's based up in um, Scotland and she's done some amazing work for me. But as I was on the sofa with a head cold, retro 2018, just it was just congested everywhere. I saw her Instagram handle and she has COVID anxiety and she on her story she posted a series of questions about what people were thinking because she was feeling really upset about the fact that she was seeing everybody doing the things. I love the way she phrased it like doing the things, going out, being with people, being at gigs, going to the theatre, doing all the things and not wearing a mask, just going about life as normal. And it didn't appear to her that they were concerned about the after effects of COVID, let alone COVID. And it really kind of like, I really sat and thought about it. And for a lot of people, the idea of having COVID is still really scary. And I totally understand that. I actually treat a few clients who are co- do have COVID anxiety they're, they're concerned about going and meeting friends in restaurants and meeting up with big groups of family. And especially as we come into the gathering season. So we often gather around this time of year for different parties, different festivals, whatever we do. We, we do gather quite a lot in the autumn and the winter. And the idea of sitting in a big group can cause panic attacks before they go. And also the there is kind of like frustration and anger of people not wearing masks anymore in, in the supermarkets. And that's not fair. It's just like, don't they understand that you're still passing viruses on? And we're all at different stages. And I think there is a lot of grace on both sides that needs to be given for people like me who blatantly go around without a mask anymore. And I don't really um, think about it, which sounds awful to some people, but I just don't. I need to be more aware and people like me need to be more aware that people are still really anxious about COVID. And if they are trying to give social distance like that old two meter uh, mark, if they're kind of like getting away from us but still having conversation just be aware that actually for them that that two meter rule is still very applicable and for people with masks it's not that they're being hyper vigilant or or anything else they're just keeping themselves safe and for me actually I dug my mask out the other day when I did have a head cold and needed to go to the pharmacy to get some um, paracetamol I actually wore one so I didn't pass my head cold on to somebody else So they do still have their place. We're still working out how we do this. It's nearly three years from the outbreak of COVID. But I think we've learned a lot and we just need to be aware that people are traveling on this journey at different paces. So whatever, wherever you are, just be be clear about, you know, other people's place in in this as well. But the other side of, of COVID is that I see and I do treat and I do know friends who have long COVID. And for if you and if you want to go and listen to more about that, I would suggest going back to last year's podcast where we're talking about 
chronic fatigue syndrome. And we were starting to see back last year, and we still are, that we treat long COVID in exactly the same way as we treat um, chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia. And it's about reducing inflammation. But it's still there. People are still getting long COVID. And there is the anxiety there that if you catch COVID, you don't know what your after effects will be. I know for myself, when I had it back in February, I was really shocked. I had about three weeks where I just felt leaden, really couldn't move. I could only do about two massages a day at at work. And it took a long time to get over. And although I haven't had one for a while now, I would get what I would call COVID days where my body would just go, you're not going anywhere today, but back to bed. And it would last for about 24 hours. And my body would just feel absolutely wretched, just so tired, I couldn't move. And um, yeah, I haven't had one for a couple of months now. And I think it's, you know, over. But if you were stuck with that, I can't even imagine how life changing that would be for someone to be up and going, fit as a fiddle, have COVID and then kind of like life stops. And I think the anxiety of that unknown can be overwhelming at times. So Lilith, old maiden aunt, she asked people on her stories, what was it like to be doing all the things? Do you just ignore the fact that you may get long COVID? Do you ignore the fact that the virus is still there? And if so, how do you do that? Because actually, I want to be out there enjoying stuff too. She was really just seeking answers and ways of helping herself. And my answer to her on my um, reply to her stories was, um, I look after myself as much as I can. And I just trust that that's enough to be able to help me in the future. And I think that is that boils down to what I think personally, but also what I think professionally. You can do as much as you can to look after yourself, but also you need to engage in life. You also need to be in community. You need to be with people. You need to be doing, you need to be doing the things. If we look at the World Health Organization, they really believe that community, if you don't have a solid community, one that you can completely engage with, one that allows you to go out to enjoy entertainment, to enjoy socializing, to enjoy all the things. If you don't have that part of your health plan, you're really going to suffer. So it is seen as a really big health marker on whether you can engage in that. And if you're not, as health workers, we kind of go, oi, we need to really work at this. This needs to be our primary goal to help you be able to engage with society. Otherwise, your pathologies, your concerns, your health is going to really suffer mentally, physically and emotionally. So for us, we really need to get out there doing the things in a way that makes you feel safe. But for me, I think as a practitioner, what I'd really like my clients to focus on while they're doing the self-care is three things. And it's down to the old basics of therapy unwound and cornerstone therapies. We look at movement, we look at sleep, and we look at nutrition and hydration. So you need to store up these reserves so your health has an accumulation of, of wellness. So when you do get the virus, you're good to go. You can kind of like get, get in there, help fight the bugs and get over it as well as you can. And we will break that down in those three things. So movement. I don't know if you remember in the UK, 
but Joe Wicks hit our screens at the beginning of COVID and we were all doing kind of like bunny jumps. I don't think my calves ever recovered from that, but we were told to move. We were told to move, lose weight, get fit, get healthy, and you would have a better chance of kicking the virus. And after about six, eight weeks, suddenly that message was lost, although the truth of it is still there. If you move, if you're healthy, if you get out you, and you do the things, then you're able to reserve up health, you're able to become well, reduce your inflammation, reduce all the toxins, you're able to do a lot of work that will enable your body to help fight the virus in as best a way as it can. And remember, with long COVID, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, we see the inflammation being the concern. So if you already have a very calm body that's able to move, to groove, to do the do all the, the moving and dancing around the kitchen that you want, then you're going to have a much calmer body when you do get hit with a virus. And I have no scientific evidence for the fact that having a calmer body will help you not get long COVID. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that you have given yourself a chance to have a reserve of wellness to fight the virus. And any cough, cold, sneezes, diseases in general, you've got a better chance of kicking that down the path. Sleep is something that I am passionate about. And I know I've said it before, but if you haven't already, go and either listen to the unabridged on Audible or go and read Matthew Walker's Why We Sleep. We had it on as our bookery book of the month last year. And I think I think sleep is just flipping phenomenal. I think for me, I can safely say that I get upset with the fact that we don't respect sleep enough in our society. We don't we don't make it a priority. We still have this really weird thing is that if you can do a day on three hours of sleep, you're somehow a superhuman. And I, I can't I can't disagree with that highly enough. You really need to get your sleep. It needs to be a priority. And if you're having struggles with sleep, talk to somebody. I know um, a lot of my clients and family members, friends have found magnesium really helpful. I know that the really good routines, sleep routines, clearing out the cluster in your bedroom, just some really good health maintenance Um, really helps the sleep foundation if you want sleepfoundation.org which we will link below as well they have some phenomenal routines and tips and tricks if you're finding sleep an issue when we have good sleep we know that anxiety and stress is lessened in the body which decreases inflammation which again is phenomenal for healing Also, it allows our brains to process, to literally be flooded with hormones that allow the clutter and the mess in our brains to be dissipated around the body and cleared out. We also know that healthy dream patterns really mean that we can get out of a lot of mental de-stress during the day and um, sleep is just like the bomb. So if you're not sleeping um, regularly, When you are hit with a virus, you are also playing catch up with that. You sleep a lot when you're ill anyway. And I think that's always a good sign of what does the body need to heal? It needs sleep. So sleep. So there you go. Get your sleep in order. And if you want some help with that, always ask me. Um, I am quite nerdy when it comes to sleep. And it's one of the biggest things I talk about with my clients. It's like, how's your sleep? I don't really care about your gym routine, but how's your sleep? 
because if you're not sleeping you can't go to the gym so sleep so just so we're clear there you go and the final one is your nutrition and hydration and this goes almost without saying it needs to be in a good order so hydration um i think it was on the last podcast i was talking about my one green bottle to lisa joyous bottle at work and my job in the morning is to fill that up and finish it throughout the day and when i go home it needs to be empty so two liters of water a day it can be herbal tea um i was on vanilla chai last week which is quite nice it was a it was a non-caffeine one from pucker really good tea um, but make sure you're hydrated enough. It not only helps flush out the toxins in the body, it helps lubricate the joints and the muscles and you just feel a lot better. Skin also looks great. So drink your water. And nutrition, it is really tricky this time of year. Um, my go-to around about autumn, winter are crumbles and kind of like cakes and those kind of like really good kind of like sugar-filled niceties. Um, I would just make sure that your diet is is looking healthy, it's looking fresh, you've got enough fruit and vegetables in there. And I know um, the cost of living crisis here in the UK is causing a lot of concern about food pricing. I would say at this point, it's with the way that the health service is going, the way that kind of like um, everything is in a bit of a little pickle at the moment. If you can make sure that your diet is as good as it can be on the budget that you have, go for it. There are loads of tips. If you go to the BBC Food, um, I was looking on there this morning, actually. They've got an amazing range of articles on how you can eat really healthily for less. Um, slow cookers. I know a lot of people are talking about air fryers. I'm not quite sure about them so far because I haven't explored them myself. But there are there are lots of tips and tricks on there to help you keep a very nutritional, nutritionally balanced diet without busting the bank and um, keeping it quite real. So BBC Food is the um, place to go to for all those kinds of articles. And believe me, I have definitely changed my my buying habits. Um, the butcher, the grocer and the baker in our town have been phenomenal. And just buying what I need, meal planning, doing the things. So this winter, I think it would be a real shame if we let the coughs, the colds, the sneezes, the diseases and the COVID to overrule our anxiety. If we allow them to kind of like come to the fore, if we can go out without too much concern then I think it would be a great way to celebrate gathering, the gathering season without the restrictions that we had over the last few years. So I hope you're well. I hope you didn't get the head cold that I was going through for 10 days um, because that was a doozy. And I hope that you have a really good week. Thank you for joining us here on Therapy Unwound. Don't forget to like, follow and subscribe. Thank you so much for doing so. And I will be back next week with Jeremy, our wonderful producer from jeremywalker.media. And we will be here seven o'clock next Friday morning. And I look forward to it. Take care. Bye.